Okay, next pow is what we're calling it. So uh, that is not this episode, though. This episode of Ronin Geek Official Podcast is episode 134. And this is going to be a very spe- special, special, very special episode because we're going to talk about an evergreen topic that you may or may not enjoy, but if you don't enjoy it, <laughs> fuck off anyway. We're going to talk about our three <laughs> favorite movies, but of each one of us. So that's nine total potential favorite movies, unless we discover we have some overlap, which we don't know. We don't, I don't know. think so. I don't, I don't expect you guys to have an overlap with me. I know at least one of my movies going into this. I suspect we could have an overlap. <laughs> I don't think so. There's one that I can't, I can't imagine how it's not in your top three. Okay. Based on what I know about you. So anyway, it's oh, going to be... maybe, yeah. This is, I, I, I'm thinking of one in, in particular. So anyway, it's going to be an exciting topic. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to take a break from, from current events. In fact, if you haven't noticed, we've kind of already strayed away from that with more evergreen topics and more things that are going on that, that are just uh, closer to us and to our own opinions. Yeah, you can get your news, you know, Kotaku. You can get your news at all these other But don't places. get it from Kotaku. Get it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, get it from somewhere better, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, there are other places you can get your news from that's better than us uh, and faster. We're here to provide better thoughts. Actually, if you want... Uh, a good podcast that is mainly focused on on current events and news right now, along with a lot of other things, Geek Freaks podcast. So we're closely partnered yes. with them. Frank from there has been an amazing partner for, for us on the Cephalopod app as well, helping to get the word out there. Good, good. Uh, and he's he's recording a lot <laughs> in regards to uh, current events because there's always new things going on. We'll cover maybe the big rocks when they happen. Yeah. The big announcements, the conferences and things the like Apple that. The ones that will shake up the entire future of an industry. Yeah, the Disney, the D23. Is it D23? Their big conference that they do with all their stuff, D23. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll cover that right. stuff. Yeah, and uh, anyway, but but for this episode, we're going to cover just our favorite movies. And I was, I was a little bit confused when we did this. Oh, first we should say, this is Alex Austin. Uh, with us in the pot today, we have... Filmmaker, plebeian Adam. Ooh. Really? That's what you want? I've never made a film before. Yeah. I just... That's why I'm a plebeian. Got it. All right, fair enough. I've made films. And Rob. Actually, I did make a film in high school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, used, yeah. I made a ton of films in high school. Yeah, you were with me in high school. Okay. You don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Rob is so suspicious. We so I had I had a I did a, commu- a communication technology class. This wasn't the uh, okay. Yeah, so it was something in school. Yeah, it was something in school. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I had a communication tech class, and that was all about obviously communication technology. Sure. And then I also did drama at the time. Right. So we. Lord of the Rings had just come out and the communication tech wanted us to film a short film and my drama class <laughs> wanted us to do a short play. Okay. So we did, we we wanted to wrap it all up and make it real quick. So everything yeah. we did for the play, all the lines and stuff, we just made it into a movie and this way we didn't have to double work. So all Makes the people sense. that were in my drama class were also my friends in my tech class. Yeah, so you just doubled it up. We just doubled yeah. up. We made a Lord of the Rings movie from the scene um, out of the from the first Lord of the Rings when they're in the mines. Oh, Okay. The Mines of Moria. The Mines of Moria. Yeah. Um, while they're escaping, just between the time they enter to the time in which they escape after, you know, Gandalf gets lost. Yeah. So that was it. That's what we did. Uh, one of our friends, Adam S., was with me on that. Really? Yeah. Nice. I, I miss that guy. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. I have no idea what's going on with him right now. No. But anyway, so I am a filmmaker plebeian. That's that's what the point of all this is. Fair enough. I actually think I have film credits somewhere. You probably do. Yeah. Just for like small, like local, like Canadian films. You're the only one but... who's done it professionally. Yeah. Out of the three well, of I've us. I've never been paid. Not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been paid in satisfaction. <laughs> Fair enough. So, actually, yeah, my, my filmmaking goes back uh, quite a few years as well. In high school, we had a similar class, uh, like 
communications technology or something, mm-hmm. but actually our school had a grant at that time from the state and we were able to purchase all this equipment, right? So we could do like a live video setup as, as, as a part. So back, this was like 2001, this would have happened, right? So this is a long, 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 long time ago, but uh, we were kind of unleashed on the world with this, with this check to go build ourselves a studio. So we researched it and we ended up building ourselves a live studio, including like, you know, splicing wires together and doing all this crazy stuff. Like it was wild. We had such a great time, but we had like back then IMAX were the thing. And this totally dates me as a human being, but IMAX were, <laughs> were a thing back then. And they were very revolutionary, very great computers, and they were perfect for editing. So we got those. We had Final Cut Pro. Wow. And uh, we were like self-taught. Everything. You got quite a budget. Dude, we had everything. We had everything. It was amazing. And uh, so we had a fantastic year. I think that's about all I did that year was like make movies and things like that. Nice. It was an absolute blast. So we, we had so much fun. But uh, yeah, we did all kinds of them. I did one where I was like uh, back in the day in the late 90s, there used to be a news segment in Detroit called... Uh, um, uh, Paper Lion and this newscaster went on and like trained with the Detroit Lions okay. just to kind of show like how tough it is to be like a football player oh, kind of okay. thing you know what like I mean? a report yeah so I did one called Paper Panther and my my goal was to like get into like the football team and the baseball team and all these different teams oh, shit. and then uh, but the only one I ever ended up doing was with the cheerleaders <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and it was such a farce, dude. It was such a farce. I had like like the the Romeo and Juliet theme from Henry Mancini playing in the background as I like struggled to like do like holy <laughs> like, shit. It was so. You know good. what? I would. That's amazing. Good. Good on you. If I ever find a VHS tape, I'll show you because it exists. Yes, please. It exists. I and need to see. I this. also took. Um, Remember Space Ghost, Coast to Coast? I yes. love that shit. So yeah. I took we took episodes of that, me and my friend Steve, and then we ended up like splicing it up and then just doing our own voiceovers for That's it. That's amazing. And we made our own episode of Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. <laughs> and it sucks so bad, but it was so much fun. That was such a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you took spliced artwork, made spliced artwork out of spliced artwork. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Absolutely we did. Yeah, we nice. chopped the shit out of that, man. Like, it was great. So uh, actually with today, it's funny. Like, today you could do something similar even just like on an iPhone if you wanted to. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But back then, yeah, you had to have a computer. So anyway, that's that's my history in film. Very exciting. Never awesome. was paid, as far awesome. as we know. Rob's so, the only one who's actually gone to school and has actually produced music videos. And, yeah, yeah. You yeah. went to school and you a couple school short in like films, yeah. Vancouver oh, short, or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah you, actually, I didn't go to uh, I didn't go to VA, uh, VFS. I should, oh, I should have done that. Mm. Uh, no, I um I went to AI at the time. Yeah, which uh, which is the Arts Institute of Vancouver. I think they actually closed. No kidding. Oh. I actually don't know, though, for so a fact. For people who don't know, Toronto is a big city in Canada for film, but actually the epicenter of film in Canada is Vancouver. There yes. is for so... film, but not for media. Yeah, yeah, yeah Media correct. Toronto. Yeah. For yeah. so much, like so many movies from the States, they're filmed oh, yeah. in Vancouver, especially downtown scenes and things like that, or even like wilderness scenes. Or It's it's all filmed in Like all of Vancouver. Supernatural is pretty much yeah, in Vancouver. Yeah, tons um, of stuff. X-Files filmed up there. Yep. Yeah, tons of stuff filmed um, up there. I think Deadpool? the only the only movie of note I can think of that was shot actually I'll save that because I think that one's actually gonna be one of my three. Oh, I think oh. the Matrix the Matrix movies were filmed there as well. Oh, like, I didn't know that. so many movies, yeah, so many movies. Yeah, there was a lot of movies there. Yeah, so, no, not all completely there. Uh, no. They they still do on set stuff in mm. in Hollywood usually, but of course. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, if Vancouver. you ever see a downtown in a movie that you don't even vaguely recognize, chances are it's Vancouver. It's Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably because it's the least busy of some of the bigger no. cities, I'm guessing. No, 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 no. no. But, it's, it's but it's also... Why do they choose Vancouver? Uh, just that's where the film center is. Yeah. Okay. This right. is where... Because uh, it's where everyone is. You don't is, have so. to go far to get to, like, mountains, to get to oh, forests, okay. right. to get to, like... 
water like yeah, yeah. large stretches of it like like fantasy scenes it's so like 20 minutes outside of vancouver and you're and you're there so it's always 20 yeah. minutes outside of vancouver and new zealand those are your yeah yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much yeah that's pretty much it 100 percent actually there's a there's a there's a spot that you you would never notice this but i i do because i've been there uh in vancouver and it's like this almost like marshy wetlands area where it's like this beautiful river ish lake thing with like a bunch of like inland areas kind of creeping in on it okay. and it looks gorgeous because it's like framed by mountains and stuff like that mm. and it's used in so many fucking movies anyone anyone who shot film in vancouver you've definitely shot film there you know what i'm talking about you take the gravel fucking road up to this river yeah you it's know what i'm like, talking it's about it's kind of like when we visited the warner brothers studios in la i didn't realize because that it's so the warner brothers studios in burbank and the back lot there is like this sort of uh sort of pastoral city center like american city center like with the little gazebo in the middle and like buildings around it and like a little downtown area yeah they were going through the list on the intercom of like when we were on the little cart driving around (laughs) of like all the things that were filmed there and like we'll name we're we're about to name like 50 things but by the way there was like 500 things that were filmed here (laughs) dude it was like it yeah. was everything. It, it was, was everything. everything. Yeah. Like every fucking thing I've ever seen was filmed, at least in part, in this area. I couldn't believe it. And yeah. then and then uh, they were talking about like um, at the time it was just coming off the end of uh, like Pretty Little Liars. And that was yeah. a big show on TV. So we went there and we were walking around the town. They showed us the homes from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. And inside these homes are, it's just a facade. There's oh, yeah. no power in these homes. Yep. There's no furniture. It's a, it's a fucking lie, man. It's a fucking lie. Yeah. And it blew my mind. Welcome to film. It blew my mind. <laughs> oh. I'm like, how is this even... I, how was I duped this easily by a show like this? Oh, so it's just crazy. It's because they build all the sets in a big soundstage indoor, like for the homes and stuff yeah. like that. But then when they show the facade of the homes outside, it's just in this little back street on this back lot the, in Burbank. It's, yeah, it's a, literally a back lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a fucking hilarious. Um, it just always reminds me of um, uh, Blazing Saddles. Yes. Yeah, where the where at the end they're just riding through and like the yeah. whole fucking town the whole time they've been shooting is just a facade. Yeah, yeah, and like you see it at the end of the movie, <laughs> and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, they've been filming here, haven't they? It's like, yeah, they have been. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. So how do how do we want to approach it? Do we just want to do like a third favorite first and then kind of go from there? Oh, I think we should always do it that way. Build up the tension. Build. Oh, yeah. oh man, oh, I don't know the, the fuck the my big, first movie is. And then the big release uh, right oh. at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is always like the, one of the hardest topics for me because there's so many films that I've watched and it's like there's so many ones that I remember from like even just being a little bit younger or even just having rewatched them recently like older films I'm like wow these things are phenomenal they set the foundation for like this series of movies going forward but then it's like other times you're just like yeah but then there's like that one movie it's fucking hilarious (laughs) for methodology I kind of went off of like like films that are evergreen a film that I could stand and watch anytime but also one that I, I just I'm absolutely in love with even still. That is what yeah. I went with. Is yeah. The idea is movies that when I'm in a bad mood, yeah, right. this is what I'll go watch because I know it'll always do good, do me good. Yeah, yeah. And then because sure. there, there's yeah. films that I would say are like probably like better films than the one I chose by a long shot. Yes. But, but like the ones I chose that's are definitely fair. my favorites that I always, exactly. would always go back to. That, that's fair. Yeah. I these are not I the best films. That. We're not sitting here saying these are what we think are the best films. They are, are our favorite, whether because it's nostalgia mm-hmm. or some other reason. Yeah, favorite films. Yeah. Favorite films. Yeah. yeah. Favorite yeah. films. Yeah. 
Cool. So do you want me to start off then? Yeah, go for it. Why not? So let's start with my third one. I think Rob could probably guess this one on my list, but it's 13th Warrior. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, I know. That Very makes total sense. Yeah. So this yeah, is with Antonio me. Banderas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Okay, I know the film, yeah. Yeah. So this film is Antonio Banderas. He's it's based on an old kind of story that's told. There is a uh, Middle Eastern. I don't remember exactly what what, what uh, nationality was supposed to be in the original story. But this guy from this Middle Eastern kind yeah. of place ended up, due to circumstances, getting banned from his culture and ended up going on like a pilgrimage. And he found basically these Vikings, these barbarian Vikings. Yeah. And he met them and he just observed this ceremony with them where someone was dying and He's just writing it, and this is actually a scholarly story, right? Yeah. And that's it. The story originally in the real world ended there. He yeah. he observed their ceremony, wrote it down, put it in one of his books. It was wacky, it was weird, yeah. and it was really interesting to hear about the Vikings through this guy's perception. Yeah. yeah. And instead, one of the writers, the same writer, Michael Cretton, who ended up um michael Crichton. 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 sorry yeah. that's right for he was jurassic park and everything he, he yeah, wrote yeah. jurassic park he right. ended up writing a book called 13 no i forget what the original book was called oh it's mm. like the man something or i fucking don't man eater either. or something like that yeah, I, don't I think it was called man eater and okay. he ended up writing the book 13th warrior is adapted from that book yeah, yeah. where instead this antonio banderas middle eastern guy goes and continues a journey with the vikings where he has to fight off this massive horde of this unknown kind of Grendel. It's very inspired by the Grendel story. Oh, okay. And instead it turns out to be a group of basically cannibals. Eaters, oh, okay. eaters of the dead. Eaters of the dead. There That's you what go. it's called. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And he has to go through and he has to learn to fight with these Vikings and fight and integrate himself with these Vikings. Yeah. And learn their culture and he explores and their the language culture and, and like their that. language. And yeah. it's a fucking great, great movie. It's a it's a fun uh um like dark action romp in like the like the in, yeah in like the age of the viking kind it's of thing, a it's yeah. a seriously taken kind of fantasy story mm-hmm. but there is nothing real you you at the start it sounds very fantasy there's this great fire serpent that comes from the mountain and only comes in the fog and everyone's like holy shit these things are immortal they're you know it's mm-hmm. very fantasy yeah. and then as it slowly peels off layers it becomes less fantastical mm. and becomes explainable it yeah. becomes explainable and logical and you're like oh wow that's really cool and this guy yeah. takes this journey he becomes the 13th warrior this you know yeah mm. which has its own significance yeah which as, has you, its as own... you as you watch yeah yeah and it's just an exploration of the viking culture through this really odd strange perception yeah that's it's super cool yeah. great that's awesome norwegian huh. woo. yep woo, woo. that's all i gotta say on that one it's a great movie <laughs> if you don't, haven't watched it go watch it hell yeah man antonio banderas always a good time go ahead go ahead oh, Alex. me for number one yeah we always go clockwise uh, man, counterclockwise, what, I mean. what a journey this was to come up with a number three uh so because there's a lot of movies i i tend to like um a lot of sci-fi, a lot of action, things like that. I'm actually a huge Tarantino fan, though. Um, mm. And while I would say that <laughs> some of the... If we were just doing object, like subjectively best films ever made, I think more Tarantino films would be on this list for me. But when, for I, sure. when I think back to like the films that I would just watch just to like take me away kind of films, and, and just I just want to go for the yeah. ride right now, like uh, Kill Bill 1 is one that really resonates really? in my mind. Very, very strong. So awesome. it's just... Because what a fucking journey that movie is. From the second it starts to the very last frame, <laughs> it's just where... Where the fuck is this going and how much the fuck cooler can it get? Because it's just, it's everything. It's the Japanese culture, you know, married with modern filmmaking techniques, yes. married with great storytelling and great, like, just fuck it. I like Uma Thurman in this. Just, just fucking stop. 
Just stop it. Like, she's so unbelievably good is, in this. Is it the one, is the first one where she has the fight with a bunch of, in like, the Asian... The Crazy 88. The Crazy... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now if, if we're saying what is the best film, Kill Bill 2 is a better film, right? And, and the scenes with Pai Mei just still fucking blow my mind that they pulled that off. But, yeah. like, it's... Uh, but, but the first <laughs> film is just trip. so absurdly entertaining from beginning to end. And it's just, it's so much fun just to get swept up in this tale of just such utter, bloody, extreme vengeance, man. Yes. Like, it is just so good. And, and I love that she's such a force to be reckoned with that every character they introduce into the film that could possibly be at odds with her, she ends up fucking up at the end. Yes. Except for the ones that are that she does in the second film. But all the others, mm. everybody gets fucked this, up. You can clearly tell Quentin Tarantino loves the Japanese culture because this is, to me, it felt like an homage to that, like a westernizing version. Yeah. Well, he did support he did with Django later on. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and then and then yeah, with westerns, right? Yeah. And then uh, and then in World War II films, the Glorious, yeah, with Bastards, the Glorious yeah. Bastards. But like with yeah. this, it was just interesting because he set out to push the envelope so far with this that you know when it came time to do like the scenes with um, Oray Ishii's background, right? So the the, the scenes were going to be too too violent for the censors to even bother putting it to film. So they animated it, right? And then when it got to the part where the, the film was too bloody for censors to allow it to pass without an NC-17 rating, it went black and white or silhouette. Yeah. Like oh, there were, there is were that why these... they did that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. He constantly Br- had to find workarounds Ed- in that Editor film. solutions. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're fucking brilliant. I didn't know that. What? I thought oh. it was just stylistic choices. I can't remember no. her name. She's a brilliant fucking editor. She's the one who edited a lot of Tarantino's films. Like it's just oh, it, every, God, every time when I think it just can't get fucking cooler, like during the Crazy 88 battle, they end up in the silhouette scene where they're battling and silhouettes yes. against the background, right? And then and then they end up out doing the standoff with uh, Oranishi out in the yeah. out in the snow in the in in the in the Zen Garden, dude. I'm just every scene of that was just such utter perfection. I always thought that was planned from the beginning, and I think that lays credence to a lot of the best movies that had a really interesting styles came from force necessity necessity yeah yeah, yeah. and tarantino really cool. every step of the way the censors were going to be like no we can't do it or you know he talked to his you know whoever handles that for films i don't know what that person would be who's like no you you sure shit can't do that kind of thing every time he was like all right fuck it i'm gonna do this then instead and then like he would still do the thing he wanted to do just in a different filmmaking format cool that's so, awesome and and i just i fucking love it and uh it never gets old i should it's rewatch never, it the violence never gets old i just don't get it <laughs> So anyway, that that is definitely uh, my first one, and and if you haven't seen it, pff, you're fucking missing out, man. What a film! It was 2004 it came out. Now I think that's a great. It's one. a long time ago, but yeah, amazing, amazing movie. Um, second one, Kill Bill Two, arguably the peak of his career, his filmmaking career. I mean, he's done a lot of great movies, but that was arguably the best he's ever done. I'm gonna have to rewatch him because I don't think I gave it the chance. Dude, at the, the, time. the super the Superman conversation at the end of Kill Bill Two just fucking blew my mind <laughs> when I first watched it. I'm just like, fuck. Fuck, that's brilliant. I cannot believe he just said that. Like, it was, just, it was so good. It was oh, so man. good. And uh, and, and I, I just remember thinking, like, this just validated every piece of my nerd culture. This film. <laughs> like, just every single piece of it. So, anyway, I digress. Oh, but, yeah, that, that is my number. That is what I settled on for number three. Let's settle. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, am I cool doing, like, an honorable mention for each of mine as well? Really quick. Yeah, we really quick. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to go into a lot of detail or anything like that. Uh, one thing, so one thing I wanted to mention though, because uh, it, it's uh, important to me because it kind of got me in the film. Cause we've talked about film before going into this, so kind of uh, laid credence to that. Um, Clerks one. I don't know if you guys really you cared about that one that much. Eh? Good. Yeah. Film. Oh my Good god, film. that was like the like the reason I wanted to get into film was because of how fucking crazy it was what uh, he did to make that film, which was he just got a bunch of credit cards and maxed them out. Yeah. And if you yeah. and if the 
film flunked, he was fucked. Yeah. I was just like, wow. It's like the balls you have to have to, to like take something you know is going to be good and like risk everything to make it. Yeah. Like, that was just like impressive to me. That's it, crazy. It, and then it turned into so much more animated yeah. series. And he, and he lied to a lot of the companies too. Oh, I like, know. Like he would have them call his manager, but he'd make sure he was on shift at that time. <laughs> to like use this reference, he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy." It's Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's a hilarious. He, he's told a lot of those stories in his you know nights with Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. He does, and I, yeah. I love how the common thread in his films is Jane Silent Bob. I love that. Yeah, like these just these two fuck all characters, man. Like I love it. But uh, okay, so uh, movie three though, just so I can keep, keep pace going, um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm actually gonna go with Doctor Strange Love. Really? You like it that much? Whoa, uh, it's a damn. phenomenal fucking movie, man. You have no idea how damn. good it is. I will soon. You will soon. Yeah, we're finally going to get you to watch it. Yep. Eh? It's gonna I watched it like us. a decade ago, and I remember being, I remember being strangely entertained by it. But, uh, and it didn't feel that dated when I watched it. No, yeah. It's, it's, a, like, it's a black comedy for yeah. sure, right? So it's, it's, uh, it's fucking hilarious, though, because it, it talks about like what, how, how fucked things could be if somebody just who has a lot of power kind of just loses control. Yeah. And like, it's like the, the whole idea is like, seems kind of poignant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Oh, is it poignant? Holy fuck. As of last year and the, yeah, what yeah. not leading up to it. Yeah. A hundred percent. The whole idea is just like, if, if uh, somebody who's in command of a, an air force base, if he loses it, he can start like doomsday effect. Yeah. The end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. True. true. So obviously there's a lot of, and the, and the air force made sure that people knew this going, I think into the film originally they had a, a, a thing saying like, Hey, look, the air force, has safeguards in place that this could never happen. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, this is considered a comedy, right? It is a comedy. Yeah. It's a black comedy, though. So it's not like, ha, 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 funny. It's you look at it, you think about it for a second, you go, holy fuck, that's hilarious. So it's kind of like idiocracy in the sense of, oh my God, that it's, is... It's in the same vein of comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's in the same vein of comedy. It's definitely a different punch, but it's... Yeah. It, um, it's a, I would hate... It's funny because it's not actually happening. Yes, but if it was, it'd be fucking horrifying. Yeah. That's right. why it's black comedy, that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, which obviously you could And this debate. is black and white, right? Yeah. It is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man, what's his name? The actor that was in it... Um, Gene Wilder? No, no, not Gene Wilder, no. I'm trying to remember. Oh, um, uh, God, he plays like seven different fucking characters in the movie, as, as well as um, the title card character, which is Doctor um, Strange Love. Give it to us, Adam. Give it to us. Give it to us. It'll be like right here. Peter Sellers? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Peter Sellers. I get those two mixed up. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers and him mixed up all the time. Yeah, Sellers plays like like literally seven different characters in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) He did that in all of his movies, though. He did the same thing in uh, Pink Panther films. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he does a fucking amazing job. Uh, Which, sidebar. Pink Panther 2, the original one, if you've never seen it with him. Great. Fucking amazing yeah. movie. Anyway, I digress. Um, so really quick, what the movie is about, um, because obviously we've been ranting about this, is um, so this Air Force base general locks down the base, tells everybody on the base, like, hey, even if you see U.S. soldiers coming here, they're the enemy. And we're going to strike at Russia and totally wipe them off the face of the map before they, I think his line was... Uh, infect our pure and clean water. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, he essentially wow. starts a war with Russia, and uh, and it's all about the Americans trying to like coach the Russians on how to handle their incoming bombers. Uh, but the Russian president is like drunk as fuck and shit like that. <laughs> oh, no. it's, it's like the worst possible situation because like some of the people are like, hey, you know, 
we could just take advantage of the situation and just like preemptively strike Russia now. <laughs> and they're like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> It, it gets good uh, anyway, so it just it gets crazier from there. That's that, awesome. That's the beginning of the movie, and then just wait for the rest of it. I'm excited for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting in in, in a time frame as well. I guess that would have only been like seven or eight years following like the rise of McCarthyism in the United States, right? Yeah. So it kind of yeah. plays on that a little bit too. It, so that would have still been pretty fresh in the minds of people back then. So really interesting. Uh, I'm really excited for this movie. Now. Oh, it's yeah, such yeah. A good, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. It's such a good movie. <laughs> So hell yeah, it's a good number three, good round of number threes. I would yeah, say. yeah, yeah, interesting. I think it was all very difficult to round it down to three. Eh? Yeah. Oh, uh, and obviously, um, I'm not saying any Star Wars movies because everyone already fucking knows. Yeah, it's unfair. Now. Yeah, it's all. It would just be all Star Wars movies. Yeah, we should take out Star Wars <laughs> movies. Yeah, I think we all agree. We all agreed. I will. I will add that Star Wars is not among my favorites. Well, I, it okay, is. So I'll do for, for me. me. For me, it is. Okay, so, so I, I have, I have replacements. So no worry. Awesome. I'm, I'm good. Okay, good. So. Uh, my s- number two, I think, is fairly clean for me, is Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Ooh, that's a good pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. I watched the Ooh. shit out of that as a kid. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Ooh man, that was yeah, the that's... that was the watch with my dad movie. Yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah, that man. and Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I think yeah, damn. I don't think I need to go into the story plot. I don't need to do any of that. You no, I know what you mentioned, Junior. Just yeah. a little. bit. But what about it though? Like Rasta. Is... The Holy Grail. I can't <laughs> even do that. What makes your your favorite? What makes it my favorite? Um, I think even to today, I everyone can hate Nazis. It's great; they're the best villains. Oh, such sure. good villains! Yeah. Such good villains. <laughs> but there is something about the punchy action. It is classical action yes. that still mm-hmm. stands up to today. It's not over the top, yeah. Dude, when yeah. Indy punches somebody in that film, dude, it sounds like a brick wall is coming <laughs> Yeah, down. it does. Yeah. It's a, you have to accept it's a bit campy. Yeah, it is. You can't take it yeah. seriously, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But they have serious moments. They have these comedy moments. They yep. have action bits. Yep. Yeah. And they have serious moments. And it's a yeah. very serious relationship uh, discussion about these two kind of fucked up guys mm. who are after the same goal and they're learning to be father and son when they kind of weren't before. Yeah, yeah. Isn't Harrison Ford older than him too? No. Wasn't he? He uh, was they're only off. By or like it was like it was like it was like it wasn't like much. Years. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. not there, much. There was there wasn't a much of a gap. I just remember it was like they were laughing because it was like kind of awkward it, because yeah. he was his dad, but there's like no way. <laughs> he would have had to have had him when he was like eight. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but was, he looked older. He played oh, no, the part. Yeah, 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 he did a really good job. And I really enjoyed Sean Connery taking... He, he clearly didn't do all the action. He did the old man action. Yes. And he played that really well. It was fantastic. I loved the twists at the end. And I loved that it was a classic... The pen, jer- the pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. The tapestries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, great, great movie. I don't have to go too much into it. If you haven't seen it, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about. Go watch it. He goes yeah. and finds the Holy Grail. There's, yeah, there's a... There's a certain point where certain films are just ones that if you haven't seen them, you have to go see them. It's not even that. It's if you haven't seen them, who are you? Where, like, yeah. what third world country have you been living Oof. in? <laughs> also has a good uh, opening sequence with the late River Phoenix, right? Uh, yes. As well, which is cool. It's one of his one of his uh, only roles he ever had. He was great in it. Like he was awesome. So. I did enjoy that in the beginning of that movie. They show how he got the scar yeah. on his chin. Yeah, they show how he got the scar. They show how he got the hat. They yeah, like, yes. they show and the whip. Man. Like, it was great. Yeah. It was really, really good. So that's a fucking good one for number two. Man. It is. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. It, it could almost replace my number two, my original number two that I was. 
<laughs> I walked in here with was Return of the Jedi. Fair enough. And, yeah. uh, which isn't even, in my opinion, the best Star Wars film. It's just, it's the one that's, you can just go back to any time. It's so packed with action. It's Luke Skywalker at his peak. You have everything you want, kind of one Star Wars film. And it's a nice, nice little wrap up kind of package at the end, right? Yes. With the redemption of yeah. Anakin Skywalker. Spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> but uh, so, so that's definitely up there. But, uh, you know, I would say, man, Indy, two, uh, Indy 3, um, definitely up there as well for it's me. It's a great Like, uh, goddamn, what a great movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's tough then, man. I, I would say uh, I'll just stick with that <laughs> and, and and pass it off to Rob. But yeah. I, I'm going to cheat here because yeah. there was one movie that I had that got kicked out that I thought was really deserving. So, um, a mention? A yeah. good mention, just because we're going to talk yeah. about this. RoboCop 1. Mm, that's good <laughs> like the original one yeah yeah the one where murphy gets absolutely shocked and annihilated yeah, yeah. that shocked me to my core when i was a kid i should not have seen that movie no i, I re- yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i remember what i think i fucking watched that with you i think you did yeah <laughs> it was fucked up i think you. i just remember going oh this is not what i thought it was yeah as as an alternate i might toss in like the original blade runner or something like uh, spawn, you know, like, I, I can <laughs> always go back movie. to that man. I think it's a fucking brilliant film. I still love watching it. I Blade I got to watch the new one. I haven't watched it yet. Twenty forty nine is really fucking good. Yeah, man. no, I've been hearing that. It's crazy good. I wanted to see it in theaters, but I just we got to add that to our list. Ooh, that's that's a good movie. A yeah. raised by spoilers yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Great, awesome. All right, cool. number two, Rob. Raised by spoilers. Is that raised by wolves? Is that what that's from? That, that's our bit, yeah. yeah. But it's that, that's what that's what we're it's talking become, about. Potentially calling the 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 film segment that. We're that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, one yeah. of the names in the running. That's actually a good name. I like that. Uh, so this is my number two. This is your number two. So I'm gonna do a quick vent. Who does number two, two work for? <laughs> Austin Powers, phenomenal fucking series. <laughs> oh man, I love that series so much. It's so fucking dated, but it's it's great. <laughs> it's um, still funny today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, um, I'll do a quick mention. Uh, there was a movie I watched a shit ton in Vancouver. There's actually two movies I kind of, uh, watched. I'll just quickly mention them both. Uh, mm-hmm. one was a Tarantino movie, which was Reservoir Dogs. Woo! I would have that on loop for days. Yes. Uh, but I almost always had on when I didn't have that or didn't have like sci-fi network or whatever the fuck I was watching at the time. Uh, I would always be watching Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Great movie. Oh, great Phenomenal great movie, man. Movie. Uh, would love to put that one on my list and it's definitely in my top five, but yeah. it's, it's not going to make the three. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Real, real snappy, real snappy movie. Like yeah. they did a really fucking good. That was uh, Edgar Wright. Yes. Uh, yeah. One of his early films. I think yeah. it was his best. Oh dude. Easy. Uh, honestly. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a fucking brilliant director and that was definitely probably his best film. Uh, so yeah, my, my second film and it's been in the first spot uh before but it's the first and second for me always kind of combat second uh best movie for me is blazing saddles oh uh, yes uh because yes. it's just it is a it's an era of comedy well i don't we may not see again for at least for a I don't long think time we can see that kind of no comedy we, i think we will somebody will somebody will toughen up and do it Okay. Somebody will do it because it'll be it'll be striking at that time. That's true. But um, <laughs> but the thing true. is, like, uh, Blazing Saddles, uh, Mel Brooks, fucking genius when it came yes. to like comedy of his mm. time, and it's like I even today when I go back and watch that, and I know it's like there's so much like shit that's like you would never get away with today, but I would <laughs> I will just kill myself laughing because it's like I I know it for what it is, which is it's comedy. Yeah. And it is fucking gold comedy. I was all still even 
in our youth when you you showed me a lot of movies that were kind of niche and weird yeah. like yeah. that. I think I can say that you got me into Mel Brooks, like really into Probably. Mel Brooks. I had watched Spaceballs before, but I didn't sure. really think about it as mm. Mel Brooks. I just, it's Spaceballs. Spaceballs, yeah. And you were like, oh, you like Spaceballs. Let yeah. me show Let me you show. a world. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, Blazing Saddles, in my opinion, is probably his most quintessential Mel Brooksian Movie. kind of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. for I'm sure. I'm always reminded of, uh, not a history of time, but part, part one, history of the world, part one. Oh yes, that's time. good. That's good. Yeah, he never made part two though. No, well, I think no. it was part of the joke. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it was part of the joke. Yeah, because people would be waiting for it. <laughs> part two was supposed to have like Jews in space or something like that. Jews in space. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it the, still has one of my favorite jokes: the um, knight, uh, knight to queen, bishop to oh, queen. Oh god, yes. Pawn to queen, gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Mel Brooks stuff is just so quotable. Just all of the funny shit. Like, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Blazing, so, many, so many good fucking scenes. Blazing Saddles is a fantastic option, number two. I love that choice. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a really good one. And yeah. it, it, it honestly struggles to get into 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 movie one. Uh, my movie one that I'm going to talk about is a more modern what more would, modern. What film. would you say Blazing Saddles is actually about the story plot? I know it's about a... It's a, um, a, a, a black deputy or sheriff. Yeah, yeah, black black sheriff. Yeah, coming so, to town. Yeah, coming to town and, and and taking over. I think it's the whole idea is that it's um don't it, it's a combination, right? Of finding finding a place where you belong, even where you think that you have no reason to be there, and also at the same time is of course not judging people based on your initial assumptions. Yes. Um. It it the the moral kind of values of the movie are there. And I think that Mel Brooks is really intelligent because he, yes. he would be able to do that while still making it a ridiculous farce of a movie. Because they do a good job of it's all about it's mostly about the chief, um, I keep saying chief, but um, the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah, but they explore the characters like Bart, who are in yeah. there and each show how they are more than what they initially seem. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's and that's the idea, is, right? Is like is you you see these people, you make these assumptions, and it's totally wrong. Like the first time you see like the old sweet white lady on the street, yes, her first line is. Like up yours. It's like whoa. whoa it's like holy shit. Don't Heavy. say that. Yeah. It's like, but uh, when when you when you see kind of like how that character interacts with Bart, the sheriff, um, and the main character, the main protagonist at the time, when she interacts with him later on, um, apologetic, very like, hey, I'm I'm an asshole. Yes. Like, sorry for being an asshole. Yeah. And uh, it, it's uh. It's, it's, I don't know, it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. It is. It absolutely is. It's extremely, you got to be careful about who you, who you watch around, not not say that. Um, it's just like, it's not a matter of people being racist, but people getting really offended easily. You got to be careful who you watch it with. Yes. Because if somebody's ready to get offended, they're going to be. Oh, yeah. But yeah, if, yeah. if you can sit back and take it for the kind of like, not timeless lesson, but like for what it's actually trying to tell you, it's a good movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it couldn't be made nowadays. So, <laughs> yeah, like I said, somebody will eventually, but as of right now, no, nobody's yeah, doing yeah. it. So or what I'm interested to in, do Alex, a role reversal, maybe. Uh, dude, I think <laughs> that'd, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, it all works. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm interested in is, you said you had a prediction for we'd have this same one on the list. Yeah, I, I don't I, think it was going to be Last Crusade that you expected based on your reaction. No, no. What was I, the other movie you were thinking I'd have? I'd be shocked if you didn't have Fellowship of the Ring in there or something like that. No. Oh, really? No. Damn. Okay. They're not even in like my top 10. What the fuck? Okay. I I thought for sure that would have been up there for you. No, my favorite one. And here's the deal. This one is like far above everything else. Is it the Bardock movie? 
Yeah. <laughs> God no! Definitely Dragon Ball Super Bardock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be, uh, it'd be uh, Brawly, I think, I think if yeah. I actually it would be actually it Brawly is probably Brawly, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. yeah, my favorite of the Dragon Ball Z movies. That's funny. Yeah. But um, no, this one th- there's this is on a tier in all of its own out of all my favorite movies. Right, it's on the Star Wars tier for me. It's on the yeah, Star right, Wars right, tier right, for right. you. This is Fifth Element. Yeah, okay, Ooh, I, I saw that one coming. God yeah. damn, that's another really fucking good. It's a great, a great fucking movie. Could have potentially come in at three for me. Solid four for me. So oh, definitely enough. in there. Definitely. In I there. still enjoy the punchy. Um, you are fired. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so many good, so many fucking good lines in that. That such a zany fucking sci-fi too. Zany. He's got Gary Oldman in it. Oh, Gary Oldman's character is the best. He's amazing. That is the Dude. that okay to this day. I, that is Zorn. my favorite, Zorn, right? my favorite Zorg. fucking role. Zorg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's my favorite fucking role for Gary Oldman to this day. Imagine being Luke Besson and you're putting together the cast of that movie, and you're like, I want to get, I want to get fucking Bruce Willis, I want to get Gary Oldman, and then you actually fucking. I want to get, get Chris them. Tucker, get Chris, yeah, Chris Tucker, Tucker yeah. Mila Jovovich, like know, dude, tons of people. Crazy. Yeah, great movie. <laughs> um, Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's there's a lot of names that we're just like totally missing, but there was so many good, like, so what many. What a good great fucking cast for a sci-fi film, and then uh, and and I liked that it was kind of on oh, the opera singer. What's her name? I, I don't know her name, something but she's actually Luke Besson's ex-wife. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, kidding. So there's a story, and I want to. I want Sarah con- Brightman. Sarah Brightman. But wow, then, did I see that together in my head? Find out. But then he got together with Mila Jovovich afterwards. I thought he did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because why wouldn't you at that point, right? Ah, oh, uh, in, in Vabula. Wild. Anyway, that's oh, her voice. I could have sworn I was wrong. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I, I, I was just going to say, like, what I, what I really like about Fifth Element and what really resonates with me is it kind of happened, like, right on the cusp of more traditional uh, sci-fi effects, like, like manual, real-life sci-fi effects, uh, practical stuff versus the CG stuff. It happened right on the cusp of when CG was first becoming a big thing. So yes. This was like 98, 97, something like that. It is not his wife. I thought it was. Okay, here's the thing, though. I've got another thing here that says Sarah Brightman is the singer. So, like, we've got cross Well, I think she provides... von Mula does the voice. Yeah. But okay, Sarah Brightman's the actress. Yes. Mm. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah, because it definitely doesn't look like her. No, no. not really. Just Interesting. Just that there, though. It'll, it'll tell us here. She's called Diva... Plava Luguk, what is it? There you go, voice actors up. up, up, up. Voice voice abilities, never mind. Fuck. (laughs) Voice abilities. The ability to carry stones in her gun. I don't even care anymore. So uh, anyway, yeah, I I really like that it happened, though, right on the cusp of that. So you you get kind of an interesting mix of practical and CG in it, but it's very light on the CG, which I really appreciate. Yes, this is what I know about. Oh, she gave birth at 16? So. Her name is Mai Wen? Okay, so let, let's talk about this. So this is the, not the voice actress. This is the one who sang the song. This is the actress who played the character. Okay. She, uh, her name is Ai Maywan? Maywen? Maywen? I'm not sure. She is a French uh, actress, which makes sense. Luc Besson is French. She played the actress. And what happens, the story that happened here was he was, already in trouble with his relationship with her he had a kid with her and when she was 16 when she was 16 yeah and they had a very troubled marriage because he was always working always pushing his films because he was a grown man and she was like still a child (laughs) i guess well what was happening is during the filming of the fifth element obviously he was kind of involved with mila and there's things going on and he wanted her to play this role and she went that's fine you have a choice. If I play that role, we're getting a divorce. What role? 
the 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 diva. The diva. Okay. Her the role she played yeah, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. We all know how this went. She played the role. Yeah, yeah. He basically went. That's fine. Get up there. We're divorced. Oh my god. So she basically said because he found a new muse. Because he found a new muse. So he ended up divorcing. Like in, instead of saving his marriage, he's like, no, I want you in this film. Go do it. He sacrificed wow. his entire marriage just for this. Well, no, I mean, nice. he, he got the other Mila Jovovich in the end. Young Gila Mo, Mila Jovovich in her prime. So that is true. It worked out that for him true. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, great movie, great action, amazing comedy. It is oddly, and they have really great writing. They have good beats. If They have really good beats. Like, they have one where someone's, there's a countdown going on. Yeah. And there's two different countdowns occurring. So, there's, like, one bomb that's counting down. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, and they disarm it. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God. But what you, what they, the characters don't know that you know because of the way the scene's being cut, there's another bomb that's yeah. counting down. Yeah, yeah. They're like, wait, I thought you said you disarmed the bomb. Why are the bomb detectors going off? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's cool about that, too, is uh, actually, so the character of Zorg and Bruce Willis's character, yes, Car- Cor- Corbin, Corbin Dallas. Dallas. So they only ever meet in the film very briefly on that battle sequence on the starship. On the on the Star Cruiser, yeah, which is interesting. They do meet. They don't meet meet, but they are in the same room shooting at each other very briefly. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, before he gets on the ship because he's going for one of the escape ships. Yes, Zorg is, and then he's obviously battling all of his goons in there. So yeah. Oh okay. Yeah yeah really really interesting but yeah so the, the one of the few films where the main protagonist really doesn't Interact spend a lot villain. of time yeah. with with the main antagonist which is interesting which arguably the main antagonist obviously he ends up being like uh, sort of a lackey for that black star globular thing yes yeah <laughs> so anyway ultimate evil yeah the ultimate evil so yeah it is a fantastic good one, movie man. i can't talk about it enough if you've ever just wanted a nice sci-fi uh, action movie with some comedy with some good writing some good serious moments it is true and it's good filmmaking it's kind of reminds me of the Shaun of the Dead. Oh my God! What was the name of that director? We just talked about him. Uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, he's kind of got a bit of Edgar Wright in him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. There's little just bit. a bit of it. So there you go. Yeah, man, I want to watch a film of it now. <laughs> yeah, it it is my favorite because the CG and everything still stands up to today. Oh, dude, it's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely solid still, and I think it's probably viewable pretty well everywhere at this point. Can I wait to talk about my number one? You guys are going to fucking lose your minds. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with, uh, I don't even give a shit what you guys think, all right? But I'm going to go with Fellowship of the Ring because cool. take me the fuck away. Just take me away, baby. You're like so this, basic, bitch. It's, it's going to be really silly, though, when you end up with your only your favorite movie and you have only the first part of that journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be awkward <laughs> you're gonna have to act out the rest by yourself <laughs> but uh and i will i absolutely will sure no but god will. what what it like just from the beginning to the end it's it's film perfection it's absolutely amazing it came out in 2001 it holds up like it's just it's 20 it years it's 20 years old already and it still holds up extremely well fun like, fact never once does frodo ever say a word to legolas throughout all three of the movies no kidding that's fucking funny. Wild. Seriously? I gotta, I gotta next time I watch it. The I gotta, closest thing that it comes to it is Frodo is talking to I think either Gimli or Boromir, and Legolas is in the room. Interesting. Even at the end, when you know they all gather, yeah, Frodo's yeah. in his bed and they all gather at the end of the last movie. He Frodo names all of his allies like Gimli, you know, Sam. Yeah. Oh, Legolas yeah. walks in, he doesn't say a goddamn <laughs> word. He's racist against elves. <laughs> oh my god. He's racist against elves. I don't Hold believe on. it. Did we just find this out can't that be my Frodo, favorite film anymore. <laughs> Frodo is just racist against fucking elves. I can't. It can't be my favorite film anymore. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, in, 
in my favorite movie? <laughs> oh my god! Oh but, uh, wow! Oh, but uh, man, so it's we just... find out Alex is racist against <laughs> elves, <laughs> only against elves. So uh, yeah, honestly though, from scene to scene, iconic scene to iconic scene to iconic scene, absolutely fucking brilliantly made. Uh, and, and what was cool about the first one is is they didn't have to rely on a huge, huge end game of a battle, right? With you know yeah. hundreds of thousands of orcs battling hundreds of thousands of men, like they didn't have to do that, right? Then this one, it, the end was you know they ended on on it, it was a somber note, right? With the death of Boromir, as we yes. know, right? But but uh, honestly. It was just it was handled so well the battle was still great uh aragorn had his chance to shine which is what you wanted to see the whole time and uh honestly it was just it was just so fucking brilliant i'm not gonna lie the i still to this day can't figure out how those movies got made i don't think peter jackson is that great of a filmmaker now that he's had movies after this and he kept he, fumbling on fucking halo no yeah. he, he had he had yeah. great he had great material that's all it was. He had he had great material. I think he had a great eye. Whoever the hell was the cinematographer was on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, there, I think there was just a a lot of things that came together for those because you're right. He's never really ever come close to doing anything like he, those ever again. He, he he immerses the audience. I think. I think that's what he does. I don't think mm. he makes great movies. I think he is great at immersing the audience. Yeah. Well, maybe because yeah, like yeah. you feel like you're in the movie when you're watching his movies. That is possible. He he does a great job at that. Yeah. That's why it really sucks being in this one. Like from the very beginning, the whole, you know, 20 minute sequence in the Shire, you know, before things take off. It's just like, man, like I'm fucking there. Like I'm in. I, I want to go to this birthday party. Takes it nice wanna, and slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to hang out with the Underhills. Like I'm in. Like I'm fully in on this, right? I think I enjoy, I thought the movie was kind of, I look back at those, mm-hmm. that movie or that series, at least the first movie and think it kind of kickstarted the nerd revolution. A to bit. some extent, yeah. That and X-Men, I think yeah. those two combined. X- totally. X-Men was a big factor in getting yeah. the comic book movies off the ground. Which yeah. is interesting that this only came out like a year and a few months after X-Men because X-Men doesn't hold up as well. No, but I think this yeah. one, like X-Men was all about the superhero and superheroes I think are more generic, more people can get into it. But this one is fairly unique, like classic nerd nerd. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very few people read the books. Yeah. Comparison. Yeah, and it was well, one of the... Well, it was hard. They were hard to read. They were. It was one of the first films, too, that I remember, because I was working a media play at the time in the States, which was just like kind of a junior Best Buy. But basically, it was like, back then, all we sold was like movies and video games and DVDs and stuff like that. So, you know, there wasn't really anything else to talk about other than movies and games all day there. Yeah. But I remember people coming in and people telling me you know, years ahead of time, you know, like, you know, 1999, 2000, that they were, that they were looking forward to these films and that they're doing this whole trilogy. And I hadn't read Lord of the Rings at that point in my life. Yes. I was probably 15, 16. So then I went and read it and I'm like, holy fuck, they're going to make this into a movie? Like, how? How? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, huge. It, it, yeah. It didn't even make sense to me how they could do that. And then, and then they fucking did it. And then it kept getting better and better with each movie. So, you know, obviously, you know, Return of the King is the one that won the Academy Award for Best Picture uh, in the year that it came out. But I think Fellowship is equally as deserving. So, yep. yeah, definitely definitely one of my favorite films. I could watch it right now, end-to-end, and be absolutely enthralled. So, Funny, funny story about that particular series is uh, when I was... So, I have very few memories of being, like, in grade school and, and doing bullshit as a kid and stuff like that. Because, you know, you just forget shit. I distinctly remember lying about a book report about actually reading Lord of the Rings. I never read the fucking Was this book. grade 8? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did you, did you We were in grade? different classes in grade 8 in the same school. Yeah. We, we lied about the same thing. Yeah. Did you guys make the grade, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, it was and, fucking oh, hilarious. You know, and uh, just timeline-wise, it did come out. So it came out in 2001. Uh, so that was... This was like... 
I don't know, society kind of, you know, it never really closed down, but it was really the first time since 9-11, I remember, that people felt like we were kind of moving on a little bit. Like, it was just this big cultural event, with that yeah. and Harry Potter all kind of coming out at the same time. Like, it was it was definitely like a Harry Potter cultural, was huge. It was a huge oh, cultural yeah. experience that yeah. year. So, and every, every conservative Christian parent all across the U.S. was convinced we were all becoming, like... Demons. W- witches. <laughs> well, what was it? Well, if it wasn't um, that movie, it was no, going to no. be D&D. It was uh, True, yeah. Harry Potter or D&D movies, man. Remember those? Oh, God. Don't even yeah. remind me. The, what was it? The Wayne Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> fucking gold fucking movies. <laughs> gold fucking movies. What are you talking about? Um, it did have Jeremy Irons in it. It did. It did. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Those movies. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, all right. So, top movie for me. I'm going to do some quick honorable mentions because I have to. Um, all right, you're so, getting so many honorable mentions. Yeah, I know, right? I know. I'm just stealing the show. That's just me right now. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> sorry, so understated. <laughs> oh my god! You know what's funny? I actually had uh, okay. So Hugo, uh, being one of my top movies, um, was a Scorsese film, if I remember correctly. Was, was it? a uh, love letter to film, and it's probably one of the most magical movies I've ever watched. Um, but it is not. It was an yeah, animated. One. It was an animated one, right? No, it's not. No, 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 that's no, it right no. there. That's no. it right there. With uh, what's his name from uh, um, Ender's Game, the main character. Oh, and also Borat Bor- too. Is this a new? Is this the the right one? Yeah, it's the right one. 2011. Yeah, yeah. Is this probably one of the most okay. romantic in what your heart movies? That's exactly shit. what I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Ben Kingsley, amazing. Yes. Sasha Baron Cohen. He plays the best character in the fucking movie. I fucking wanted to cry when I when you finally figure out because he's the antagonist. When you find out why he's the antagonist, it you feel really bad for. Okay, him. they have Chloe Grace Moretz, yes. who at that time must have been really young. Yeah, and I don't know who these other two are, but Jude Law. Yeah, you don't know who Emily Mortimer is. Hey, Christopher Lee, dude. Christopher Lee was in it. Christopher Lee? Yeah, he's not listed on the top. How did he not listed on the top group? I don't know. Christopher yeah. Lee. Yeah, that's much. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah, yeah. This is a big movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. What a cast, dude. And oh, it, Emily Mortimer. I know who she is. Yeah. Wow. They have some really huge names. Like it, impressive. It was. It was a phenomenal fucking movie. It's about um. It. It's about a couple things. Uh, one. It does pay huge homage to the Man in the Moon, which is okay. a movie you've seen but you don't recognize. Uh, the one where you see the the man's face in the moon, and he gets hit with like like a cannon shot. Oh yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the earliest films. Yes. Yeah, I know that one. Watch this movie. Um, other honorable mentions don't really matter next to this. I mean, you know, I could go on for days and days. So I'll just go straight to my top movie, which is actually, and you're gonna fucking kill me, Speed Racer. Why the fuck? I know you like that movie. No, it's an amazing movie. I didn't think it was wow. like number one worthy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's right up there. It's probably my number one movie. Wow, I'm amazed you liked it that much. Okay, you got it. I think it's like what 2007 or 2004. I can't remember. All right, you got to explain this. Talk me through this. When did it come out? 2008. 2008. Okay, I was close. Um, so it's a Wachowski film. Um, and awesome cast. First off, so many good. Actors and actresses. Yes, yeah. Emil Hirsch. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Christina Ricci. Oh, fucking yeah. John Goodman was in John it too, Goodman, shit. and oh my god, go back. What's who plays her? His mom. Fucking oh my god. Thank you, Susan Sarandon. Damn. Um, the reason why this is my favorite movie is because 
it is a fucking journey. It's a simple fucking, like the story is not complex, but it is such a coming of age story that really kind of rocks you, you mentally, I find, if you let yourself get like immersed in this film. I remember it being very, very um, c- kind of true to its roots in the original yeah. Speed Racer cartoon slash anime. Yeah, the, okay, so yeah, that's the thing that I want to say. So like the f- animation in this film, because there's so much animation and the saturation and the editing that work that went into this film is fun- nothing short of fucking phenomenal. Like I like this right here at the end of the thing in, in Wikipedia it says underrated and misunderstood film. That is a hundred percent correct. Because if you see the absolute love that went into making this movie, it's like it is something else. And it and it comes together so perfectly in the last race. And it's just nothing compares to it. So I need to give it another shot is what you're saying? You have to go in giving it the credence it deserves. Okay. Do you ever see the guys on YouTube who do like they, they review like the CG in old films? Yes. Like yeah. they, they, they did Speed Racer one episode. They did were just, they? They they were in love with it still. They're like this this holds up. It's amazing. Can you like, link that to me great. if you yeah, remember? Because I, I would love to watch yeah, yeah. that. No, they 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 tend to rip on a lot of stuff. But when it came to Speed Racer, it was very very flattering. It is honestly, yeah. it is such a for a thirteen uh, year old film. It's pretty damn. Amazing. It is amazing, and it's just you're never going to see color like that in any other film. And they and the color is just like it's not just the paying homage to what it was. It's showing you the world through Speed's eyes. And that it's really important to understand that. Interesting. I'm gonna have to rewatch this movie. There, maybe give it more of an opportunity as as, it, as as a bit more like I've grown as a bit more yeah. of a film connoisseur, and I enjoy film a bit more. The the only moments that take me out of it are the moments with um, Spritel and and um, the chimp. Oh fuck, what's his name? I oh, I forgot about the chimp. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking uh, those scenes take me out of it. Outside of that, though, absolutely phenomenal. Who plays the fucking... What's the guy's... Okay, yeah, Roger uh, Allen. The corrupt owner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know what You know what the actor is, right? Click no. The, this guy. Hmm. Fucking uh, the voice of London in V for Vendetta. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, which also V for Vendetta, obviously fucking amazing movie. But, yeah. But I don't, need to, I don't need to fucking sing that. Oh, yeah. And also a Wachowski film? Uh, yeah, I think I so. Think it was, it was uh, based on a what's it? Um, who Wachowski? Yeah, Wachowski's yeah, graphic who, novel. Uh, Alan Moore's graphic novel and yeah. David Lloyd. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, phenomenal movie. Not actually like the um, graphic novel, but close enough. Uh, close enough to matter. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, Speed Racer. Yeah, I don't, it's just it's hard to explain. It's not something you go in being like, oh, this is going to be the most revolutionary movie ever. No. But it is a favorite. They they went really hard into the meaning. The They got, took large inspiration from the original and were able to evolve it and make it like a meaningful individual story. Hmm. Yeah. While being, it's fantasy, but it's... Chim Chim. That was the... The monkey? Right. Yeah, sorry. They were able, while being a fantasy, they were able to expand it and really show the character out of these ridiculousness, but it almost becomes not quite, I don't want to say psychedelic, but more psychological. Yeah, and it's um, it's something that's kind of weird because as you start peeling back watching um, the movie, there's a lot there's a lot more to it that's going on, but the, the thing is about the movie is that it kind of never stops either. It's similar to like how Redline is done, the anime right. Redline. Which, funny that they're both racing. I wonder if either of them riffed off each other. I think Redline came after Speed Racer, I believe though. so, yeah. Um, but both both fucking amazing films. Which, by the way, if we're, if we're going to 
talk uh like top an- animated movies it, it's 100% got to go to red line there you go right there 2009 film came after yep came after only a year though so probably in production around the same time hmm interesting um but yeah red line awesome fucking movie that's my last like Hey, just a quick. Nice. If you haven't seen this animation yet. Well, those are line. some really great ass movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some classically good. Rob's always got the weird ones that no one's ever heard of. But it's Speed Racer. It's Speed Racer. But you are the the most film connoisseur of like yeah. you you are the the most educated on film. And so you usually usually I find people like you pick the weirder ones. Yeah. Well, it's because it's just a matter of like when you start to expand your breadth of like watching things, you see things that other people just have missed, and it's not that they haven't seen those films in other adaptations, like other people making the same kind of story, but in something else, but it's just like how it's done uniquely. Mm. And, and you start to see those cool things. It's nothing special. It just takes watching films. Anybody can do what I do. I guess, yeah. I guess that brings me to my real number one, which is Battle Angel Alita. So I just want to throw <laughs> Oh my God. With your Hugo? I'm gonna, yeah, with my own Hugo. I'm going to rip this can in half and stab <laughs> you in the neck with it. Uh, oh my God. I'm yeah. just, I'm just shitting with My God. Best, but it is the best movie ever made. <laughs> Head and jacket. How many heads and jackets is it rated? I've watched oh. it twice in the last two months, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously? It's on Netflix or some shit. Oh. I can't remember. Okay. You are gross. <laughs> really quick. We, we don't need details as to why, but worst movie. Just give me like an off the top of your head. doesn't have to actually be your worst movie. Just worst movie in your mind. Shit. Come back to me. Alex. Jesus Christ. What? You have one in mind, don't you? Do I have one yeah. in mind? Uh, not really. I mean, okay. Um, I really hated Aeon Flux when I was younger. Oh, that was brutal. It's I hated movie. that movie. It's a really bad movie. I hated that movie yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. I got it. What? Um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. It's yeah, I see. I didn't even really watch it. I did recently because I was up at night and I had no idea what to do with my life. And you decided not to message me, be like, "Hey, man, what should I watch?" Because you're probably awake. Well, it was no, like two a three a.m., dude. Probably still awake. Oh my god. So. <laughs> Well, I also didn't want to download something. Fair so enough. I found it, watched it, and I watched it all the way through. I still have no idea what it was about. Have no idea why this movie needed to exist. Yeah. I cannot retrieve that hour and a half or two hours or however long it is back from my life. Did you ever watch Burn After Reading? I've heard of it. I've I seen it. Might yeah. have. Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers film. Yeah. yeah. Sounds familiar. Okay, so if you haven't... It's Brad Pitt's in it. Um, uh, fucking... Uh, What's his name? John... Um, John Goodman? No, Malkovich. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Malkovich um, is in it. Yeah. it, it I feel like I haven't. Okay, so if you have I feel like I kind of have. It's hard to say. Okay, so yeah, George Clooney, I forgot. Yeah, he's in this too. Told us John Malkovich. This does sound like oh, a really good movie. Okay, so... Yeah. It's, uh, it's the best movie because by the end, if you're confused, you're right where you're supposed to be. <laughs> because even at the end, and I apologize, this is a bit of a spoiler, and, and, and I'm sorry, Adam, I'm going to kind of spoil it for you here a little bit. At the end, you got like J.K. Simmons being there like, uh, so what did we learn? And the other guy's like, I don't know. He's like, learn never to do that again, I guess. <laughs> It's just oh. like that's like the sum of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, another great filmmakers, man. Coen, Coen Brothers. Brothers. Oh, Coen Brothers makes so much good shit. I mean, fuck. But uh, they they weren't the ones who made There Will Be Blood, were they? Um, they made. Um, Ooh, did they make There Will Be Blood? Because that's up there for me for worst films. Uh, really? Yeah. How it's, they made like the Big Lebowski, obviously. Big Lebowski, so fucking. Uh, Fargo, shit. They made, they made so many fucking movies. Oh no, they did. Uh, it came out the same year. 
did no, okay, yeah. So they didn't make their World War One. No, they did. Um, uh, they did uh, one in that came out in the same no, year. No, yeah. Oh fuck! There's the one about the guy with the, all the money. What was the yeah, fuck called? Oh uh, my god! Great movie though. Scroll down a bit. You're going all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't follow. Well, they don't have like a list. Yeah, here. go to the 2000s. <laughs> oh, here we oh, go. Wait, wait, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> they don't have a list. Scroll down. No There's country a for old men. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. No country for yeah, old like men. So yeah, a ser- okay. Also, that came out the same year as There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Okay. And then also a serious man. Fucking hilarious movie. It's a good movie. Oh my god. These guys are all over the place because they did The Big Lebowski. Yes. And then they're like, okay, that's kind of comedy Barton and chill. Fink. Barton, Barton Fink. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Raising Arizona with fucking uh, um, Nick Cage. Uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. good. Yep. That was good. And then they go to like super serious, no country for old men. Then burn out for me. And then burn out for, like these guys are all over. And then True Grit. Like yeah. these guys are just all over the place. Dude, No Country for Old Men is is like the most serious movie ever made. <laughs> like it's so absurdly serious. The Ballad the for Buster, Buster Scruggs. Scruggs. Yeah. Okay, oh that was the that was their most recent one. The Ballad yeah. of Buster Scruggs. That was good too. Which we covered. I thought it was good. Phenomenal yeah. fucking uh, anthology series. Oh my movie. god. These guys are all I never realized how like no, just they make good way off stuff. they are. Yeah, they make great stuff. Oh nice. I mean a lot of people didn't really like Hail Caesar. I thought it was funny though. I thought I liked Hail Caesar. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could probably think of some bad movies. I can't really think of any offhand, though. There's, there's just so many movies that I've watched and just, like, forget last about. Star Wars? One, one thing I could say, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, Last Jedi comes to mind. But, yeah, the um, uh, any film where, like, they begin killing characters off at, like, a rapid pace before the end of it. And, like, it just it gets to the point where, like, I, just, I can't take it that serious anymore when, like, they've already killed everybody off. And like I just don't care anymore, so I hate films that do that. See, my worst movies are always <laughs> the ones where I'm confused as to why this movie needed to exist. Like I always feel like a movie has to tell has to have a point. Like I have to come out of the movie either being and like if okay. it doesn't have a point, it, I have to laugh or I have to yeah. think that was a cool scene. Okay, I have to see a point in it. And movies that just like are there from start to finish and I don't feel anything throughout. Yeah. Like, okay. If it's so bad, there are some movies that are so bad that they they go into being okay. Yeah. But then there are movies that are just bland. I, I think right. we should do a worst movies topic. We think we should. We should. We should. Yeah, We're yeah. going to do that. Let's uh, do that. But and I'll, I'll organize what mine actually are. And we'll do an official Ronin roasting of the yeah. worst nine movies of all time. Yes. Or more. <laughs> so really quick though, do me a favor. When you watch Burn After Reading, I want you to watch the movie as if you're actually somebody who's like sitting like down the street watching what's going on. Okay. Because it makes it into the funniest fucking movie. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it for the evergreen topic of our top favorite movies that we'd like to go back to and watch and yeah. otherwise can't be Star Wars. So anyway, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Which, on, on, for quickly, quickly, best Star Wars movie that you... Or like one that you Empire enjoyed. Strikes Back. Well, no, the best Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. The, the best one just to go and watch just for like the entertainment value for me is Return of the Jedi. Rogue One. Good choice. Yeah, good choice. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for episode 133. This is Alex Austin signing off and... Filmmaker Plummy and Adam and Rob. All right, thank you. Thank you very much.